Welcome to another exciting episode of PICs on LSD um, on the TSBOF Podcasting Network. This episode of my PIC, Awesome Sauce, and I discuss uh, my celebrity tour. Uh, and listeners to the show, TSBOF, may remember that happened in uh, like 2016 or so. So we talk about that um, in depthly on this episode. And as always, especially on this show, be reminded that there's very explicit content. So if you don't, um, so viewer viewer discretion, listening discretion rather, is highly advised. Um, next week we're, we're back at it again with uh, the first official episode of In No Particular Order, where D Mac and myself, Evan the third host, will discuss our top five rap albums. And then after that, we'll take a week off, be back with hopefully more um, of the main of the main show, True Stories Based on Fiction. But until then, enjoy the following episode. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. sauce um and we did an episode what was that about a few weeks ago yeah about a few weeks ago that sounds about right and uh that was essentially a backdoor pilot to what we're going to call um the pic's talk lsd the pic's are obviously us who are partners in crime hell yeah and the lsd is not the drug but we're referring to love sex and dating uh, so that's going to be the bug. Sorry, Ev, I'm out. No, you're out. What? Yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> I was like, yeah, LSD is a pretty bug. popular drug for years. Um, and and this is actually due to the overwhelming success of our first episode, and as all thanks to you, because it, it that was our fastest growing episode maybe ever. Emotional terrorism. <laughs> Yeah, that one um, was fun. Yeah, it was very fun. Yeah, that, actually, can I add mm-hmm. something to that real quick about yes. this emotional terrorist? Well, so oh. last week he actually came into the office, and I saw him from a distance. And I know he saw me, too, from the side angle because his eye turned to the side, you know. And then he started walking really, really fast out the door. <laughs> and, and, like... Like, we had this company thing going on to where everybody was there. Well, I guess he sat outside in the parking lot for, like, two hours until that thing was over. 
And at that time, it was already time to head out the door, you know, because the work shift was over. And this girl that we both mutually know, which he doesn't know that her and I are friends and she gives me information. She told me that she had talked to him earlier that day and asked him, hey, am I going to see you around here anymore? Are you even going to come back into the office and, and, and join like when when we have like our office get togethers and stuff? And he said, no. She said, why? He said, because that would be weird. And I don't know, it was just really weird. So then I saw him again on my way out. And here he was parked in front of the door. There was no way of him not seeing me. And then he gave me this really sad look and took his sunglasses off in a dramatic way. (laughs) (laughs) It was just the funniest thing, like... I just laughed about it and kept walking because I thought, all right, I don't even know what to think of this. The funniest part about that is that um, there was a work event, you said, and he chose to stay in his car for the length of a motion picture and not come in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Couldn't he he have just gone home at that point? Yeah, he could have. (laughs) So I don't even know, like what he was doing there at the end of the day and why he had to park in front of the door because our employee parking lot is really, really large. So I don't even know why he was there unless he was waiting on someone, but why he took his glasses off and this, this like fucking David Caruso from CSI. (laughs) (laughs) He, He just looked at me like really sad and, I just, like, shook my head and walked away. It was just so weird. Because, honestly, honestly, Mm -hmm. PIC, if he had looked at me inside of the office when I saw him and he walked out really, really fast, I would have just said, hey, how's it going? I would not have thrown a fit or, or, or did anything weird like that. So I don't know if he thinks it would be weird for me or weird for him. Or weird for everybody that knew that he and I were seeing each other and that he's married. I don't know. I mean, I would definitely think that it's weird for him because people are selfish. So I don't think he really, at this point, because he's back with his uh, his troll-looking wife, I don't yeah. think that he would be upset. I mean, I don't think that he is concerned, honestly, about you feeling awkward about it. It's just that he feels awkward about or maybe uh the sight of you turns him on too much and like he doesn't need that that temptation yeah maybe he was trying to be sexy when he took his sunglasses off yeah like he thought he was fucking david caruso and who knows what he was doing in that driver's seat i didn't see his hands i just saw one that's off so (laughs) yeah so that's that he could have been watching um a motion picture on his phone that was exactly two hours. That could be. That could or be. he didn't want to go home early to his wife, who's a housewife, because he hates her so much. Yeah, since she makes him cringe when she walks through the door. Uh-huh. Cringe-worthy pussy. But he could have also gone to the uh, theater that's right pretty close. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's pretty close, right? Uh, a birth run? Yeah, yeah, he he could have, but then this guy doesn't have cable at home, so I don't think he's that much into movies, even. Right. 
I don't know. But honestly, I forgot Mm -hmm. all about him. Like, I had put him out of my mind, and then I saw him again, and I was just going to be nice like I am with every other co-worker, but he made it really awkward. Really awkward. I mean, yes, uh, that story sounds very, very awkward. Um, My work little sister, Ariel, who we're trying to... um, meet up the three of us one of these days. Um, she listened to our, our pilot episode and said that when you said the, uh, uh, shit, what did you say? You said you're very complimentary to everyone, but they aren't complimentary, complimentary to you and they all hate you. She said that she felt that shit. Meaning like that she, uh, you guys are kindred spirits when it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah, I know we've been trying to meet up for what, the past three years now? Two years? Um, I don't think it's been that long because uh, that actually ties into what we're going to talk about today. It's a perfect segue there, and that was not planned, people in the audience. Um, it's probably been about a year because um, we've actually... So people in the audience might think that we've just been the best of friends for all these years with no gaps, but we actually did have a, a gap of, a, what, about two or three years, I believe, right? Yeah, thanks to the stalker guy. Remember yeah. him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we actually reconnected as part of what we're going to be, talk about tonight on the show. Uh, because um, as people who listen to True Stories Based on Fiction, the main show on the feed, know that in 2016, yeah, 16 because 18 now, I was celibate for that entire year. And... This is kind of the end of the, this is kind of the beginning of the story, and, and I'll kind of back up. Um, so the day that I decided to become celibate, I actually um, at that point we haven't we hadn't spoken in probably two or three years, and it, it's not like we had a falling out. It's just that basically life circumstances got in the way, uh, aka your stalker, who he was deleted your, your number. He deleted yeah. your number out of my phone, and everyone who wasn't a. a you didn't relative. have social media. You you had you had Instagram, and I had just started an Instagram, and that's how we reconnected. But he had yep. deleted your phone number out of my phone, and there was no way of getting a hold of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, cause that was a, the very day that I decided to go celibate for a year. Because um, and then I was like, because. I was actually a pretty emotional, like a little bitch that day. Like, man, I need somebody to talk to about a shit who really gets me. And I said, Julie, I haven't spoken to Julie in a long ass time. I said, let me try to reach out to Julie. Like, how am I going to do that? So then I, I said, you know what? The only thing I have, because as you were saying, is Instagram. So uh, I just searched for you by name and you popped up. And then I sent you like a DM. And then we started talking like, is this Evan Jones? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then we started talking, and then we got back to basically where we started off at. I mean, left off at. And I always say that that is a way that you know you have a good friend. If you can go years without speaking to each other, and then, like, it, it picks up right where you left off years later, that tells you that, 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 that that's going to be a friend for life. I know. And, and, and I think and I think you and I were going through the celibacy thing together there for a minute until I fell off the bandwagon, but... Yeah, you definitely reached out to me at the right time, and I'm pretty sure it was a holiday too. It was yeah, like it was either Christmas, or, Christmas or, or something. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was either Christmas or uh, New Year's. I think it was New Year's Eve, as a matter of fact. Yeah, maybe 
maybe that was it. I know it was a holiday for sure, yeah, but yeah, definitely. it's like we connected at the right time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so you probably know the story of why I became celibate for a year, right? Well, I was just going to ask you because I feel like we've been through the celibacy thing a few times. So did this have to do with anything with Jenna or am I wrong? Wrong. Cause uh, Jenna was back. Okay. So uh, going back there and um, I don't know what we're going to call her in the future, but um you and I both had kind of um, controlling partners at the same time. Mine was Jenna. We'll, we'll come up with a name for her and at some point. And then yours was uh, the guy that you call the stalker. So the difference was I kind of saw where the shit was going with me and Jenna. So that shit got deaded. But you uh, stayed with that guy for probably, what, about a year and a half, two years? No, we were together for three and a half years. Three. So, so that means it might have been three and a half years, because like back back when this happened, um, you guys had just started talking, I believe. Yeah, we had just reconnected again because remember there was a situation two years prior to that when he and I were neighbors. Right, right. Yep. And then yep. he moved. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so it wasn't a Jenna. It was um, <laughs> uh. It was the girl that uh, we'll call Quick Hands in the Pillow. Do you? Can you think of why I'm saying that? I, I think so. Um, did her name start with a, with a W? No. Did her name her, start with an N? Yes. Okay. Yep. Got it. And, and one of the only ones that that you uh, said pretty conclusively. Uh, that you thought was attractive. Oh, yeah. Hey, for having, what, 500 kids? She looked really good. Yeah. And the pussy hit like she uh, like she was very experienced in the best possible way. So, the celibacy, the celibacy thing started when I was seeing her because it was a very uh, tumultuous, I can't say that word, a relationship was kind of a lot of back and forth shit, and I don't typically do the back and forth shit, um, but with her I did, and a part of me, well, the biggest part of that was, uh, as we've spoken about um, in terms of ranking, I will still contend that even to this day, she's the best sex I've ever had. Um, there's a significant gap between her and then the second one. Um, so, I was going back for the wrong reasons on numerous occasions. And uh, I don't want to just make a monster of her on this show. Cause she's not the most important part of it. Um, but, and, and she's not a terrible person. It's just that she and I weren't going to click long term for whatever the, the, the myriad of reasons were. And, um, like the last time that, uh, she and I, well, at least in that era, uh, reconnected, I kind of knew that it wasn't going to go anywhere. And I, I think in the back of her head, she knew that as well, but it got to a point where, cause like I said, I knew it wasn't going to go well, but I did it anyway. And for a person, a person who typically likes to be in control of their actions. Um, I'm not a controlling person per se, but I don't like to be controlled and I don't like to feel like I'm not in control of what I do. But with her it got to a point to where I wasn't in control. My dick was in control, which doesn't typically happen. And, um, I remember that she was coming over so we can wink, wink, talk. 
and we'd be like, thirty seconds in, we're straight fucking. I, I well, fucked well, her right. Well, she was crazy about you though. Like she still is though. Like she wants to be with you, be with you. So, so even if she knows you're just seeing her for for sex, she's still in the back of her mind. I bet she still thinks that you guys might get together or she still wants to be together. That's why she still tries to get you jealous to this day. Uh, that's a fair assessment. Um, that's possibly true. And then that's why why I'm not And since I've not, since I'm not celibate anymore, I have fucked her a myriad of times as well. Um, and to, uh, varying degrees of success and stress. Uh, but yeah, um, that's a fair assessment. So, so that time, um, she came over, or we just we're just supposed to talk, and then we end up fucking like maybe two minutes in. I fucked her in the living room. I think I fucked her in the hallway, and then we finished in the bedroom. So then, the second I bust my third nut, because uh, this is probably something that everyone should know. I'm not if, if I'm attracted to a woman. I'm not typically satisfied unless I get three nuts in. I don't, and I've always been aware. And I'm that way to, to this very day. If I'm if I'm interested in you and I don't try to get three nuts, I'm not that. If you think I'm interested in you, ladies, and I don't try to get three nuts, I'm not that interested in you. <laughs> I got I got my third nut, and then um, we're just sitting there in silence, right? And then I look over at her, then like she has like a, a, a like satisfied grin on her face, and then I'm, I'm just like fuck. Because I think we spoke about this theory I have too, and, and maybe we spoke about this on, on, on a pilot. But th- there's a concept that me and my boy um, Dooley have coined called post nut clarity. Yep, um, yep, we talked about that. Yeah. Yep. So that's <laughs> probably the the biggest uh, instance that I can think of of me having post nut clarity, and it took me all three nuts to get that clarity. But the minute, the, the precise moment that the ejaculate left the shaft of my penis, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? How did I get here? Who am I? I, I, <laughs> I forgot who I was. It, it got that bad. So then we're, we're just laying there in awkward silence, and then she's probably thinking that, okay, we're getting back together for the umpteenth time. And I'm thinking, fuck, how the fuck do I get out of my own apartment? <laughs> 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 it, it, it was that bad because um, I knew it was going to go in the same circle that it always went in and it wasn't going to bear anything positive or good Right. It, it was <clears throat> so then um, the funny part is that she had to leave because she has kids to take care of her shit so then when she leaves she's all happy and shit and then like I'm putting on a fake Mona Lisa smile <laughs> but in the back of my head I'm like what the fuck and then when she left right <laughs> It was like off some movie shit. <clears throat> like I rested my back on a wall and I slid down. <laughs> it's like a fetal opposition. They looked at my hands like I had blood on them. It's like what the fuck am I, have I done? What have I done? Wait. So wait. Back up a little bit. So okay. as she was walking out the door, did you give right. her like an awkward hug? Yes. Or did you did? Like, Very awkward she, and and what did she do? Did she try to like kiss you and look you in the eyes? And I mean, what happened? She's not that type of a woman. Um, but it, I, I gave her a, a church hug. Like, do you know <laughs> what a, ter- a church hug is? Yep, yep, I know. 
A hug when like your pelvises are all the way out, so your <laughs> ass is poking out. <laughs> There's no pelvic uh, a contact whatsoever. <laughs> so uh, I get I gave her that hug, and, and then she was smiling ear to ear. But half of that was also a, a play on her end. She, she was trying to make it seem like she's very interested in me, and she might be, but it, that was also a play on her end because she thinks that I, that I have a problem with my ego. Which could be a little true. And she was playing to that ego that she thought that I had. Thinking that I wanted to go in this shit for the 17th time. So then she left. I slid down. I almost wanted to cry. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm, I'm back in the same shit again. The same vicious cycle that I've been through a myriad of times. I'm saying myriad a lot tonight for some reason. Um, <clears throat> so then... You know what I'm thinking about? It might have been a little bit... Yeah, I think it was, that was like the week of Christmas, I believe, or right in between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. Then we start texting again, and and I'm trying to, I'm trying to give it a shot, but I know in the back of my head, because after I had that post-nut clarity, um, I I don't want to go through the shit again. So essentially, I ghosted her, which which was wrong on my part because it's it's not like she was like a girl I I was just fucking consistently. We were actually in a relationship for probably a good six months, which is a lot for me. Yeah, yeah. um, So I was wrong for uh, doing the whole ghosting thing to her, but I did it, so I can't go back on it now. So then, as I was contemplating how to get out of it, and I chose, of course, the coward's way out by doing the ghosting, that's when I contacted you, and that's how we reconnected. And so that's when... Do you recall if I told you about my choice to go celibate at that first conversation? Um... Gee, that was a long time ago. Yeah. So you'll have to, you'll have to tell me what was going on in your mind again, since it was so long ago. But wait, before you yeah. do that, I have an important question for you. Okay, does she know? Does she know that she's the best sex you've ever had? Yes. So, do you think she feels some sense of control too? Um, possibly, but, uh, as she's seen, uh, my keyword tonight, a myriad of times that I'm, just, I'm not like at her beck and call when she wants some, uh, dick. Like there's been a number of times to where like, she, I just don't text her back or she doesn't text me back. So, cause the times when we just do our, our ex sex thing was, I don't really like doing it anyway. Um, it probably takes us about five different plans until we actually fuck. <laughs> and weren't weren't you two emailing back and forth for a while because you didn't want her to have your number or something like that? Yep. Yep. And then <laughs> she she would send me like a uh, novels and email form with no punctuation whatsoever. <laughs> Which is pretty strange. Um. So then, yeah, I can't rem- I can't remember the, the details of, of our of, of our correspondence that day. Yeah, but that's when we started. Um, that's when we reconnected on our friendship. And then I, I I don't remember what you told me, and I'm not sure if you if you even gave me any advice. But the fact that I was just talking to my friend again, a person who who understands me, um, it helped out because um, that's the crazy thing about you and I. Because uh, I think it's fair to say. Uh, not not to boost our egos. That we're pretty attractive people. So yeah, people, I would say so. 
when people, when a man and a woman are friends and they're attractive people, they typically don't really have honest conversations with each other because in the back of their head, oh, I'm going to fuck this person one of these days. <laughs> but we, we've gotten past that and then like we look at each other like families, which, but the benefit of that is we tell, we have the most honest male female conversations that I think anyone in the entire world has. Of oh my gosh. People. No kidding. No kidding. I remember that one conversation we had, we were, gosh, we were on the phone for like a couple hours at least. And mm-hmm. we <laughs> were talking so in depth about, about these people that that we've dated or how we really feel about these people and yeah. it's just it's it's insane it's mm-hmm. insane you and I are so comfortable just blurting out anything that we have going on in our minds you know to each other and not feel bad about it because we both understand you know what what we're what we're feeling you know and and why why we're feeling the way we're feeling towards these people, you know? Because men, men and women don't typically have honest conversations. So no. Also that's a subtext to it. Yeah, I don't want to say too much. Cause I, because just in case somebody fuck with these days, I got to act like I'm a good guy. But but like with us, that doesn't happen. And then because um, I feel like we tell the most... I talk to you about my uh, dating life the way that I'll talk to one of my male friends. And I feel like you talk to me like one of your girlfriends. Right, right. Yep, yep. And I get the male perspective from you, and you get the female perspective from me. And that helps out too, because think about all the times I've asked you for advice, or you just bluntly told me what what you thought of things, or you'd question certain things that I was saying, and then make me question those things as well. You know, so Mm -hmm. this friendship works out perfectly, you know, and and I'm trying to think back from when we first met. I mean, how much experience did we have back then? What would you say? I mean, I was, what, 18, maybe 19 years old and you were you were about 19. Right. How much Um, experience did we have at that time? You mean like with fucking and shit? Yeah, with with just dating other people and. I mean, you know, we were still um, young. I, I had a decent uh, amount of experience. I, I will say that when I got my current job, that we won't say, um, because I'm not sure what happened with that, but that's when I feel like I kind of leveled up and then it became more frequent. And, and then I started dating girls more. So what I felt were in my level and like the, uh, on my dating a magnified, I, I, I magnified, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Multiply exponentially. Um, but I, I, I would say that we were decent back then. I'm just trying to figure out at what point, <laughs> at what point did we both just have enough of the kinds of people that, that we were dealing with? At what point did we realize, wow, the people that we are seeing are either psychos, crazies, emotionally unstable. You know what I mean? 
Right. Like, there, there um, had to have been a time when it just set in, like, wow, is there something wrong with them, or is there something wrong with <laughs> us that, right. that we're in these situations, and now you're going through the celibacy thing at a young age? I mean, what leads up to that? Which I I'm, mean, like... <laughs> you know? I wasn't that young then, because I'm 31 now, so I was like 29 then. Yes, yeah, so from 29 to 30, I was celibate. But the thing is, to your point, that was happening. I mean, I was in situations to where, not that I lost control, but to where things didn't go the way I intended, and it was it was stressful. Because with quick hands on the pillow, it was stressful. And with the girl from Ann Arbor, I just hated her guts, and so that was stressful. Yeah. Um... The girl that I first started dating, dating when I worked at my current job, uh, that was stressful. So it was just like craziness after craziness after craziness. So then I, I just felt like I, I need to take a year off to just kind of um, like like galvanize and also so I can strengthen myself to where I, I never got to a point to where I felt like I, I wasn't in, in control again. And I can say that for to that extent, it was a successful year of being celibate. Now. Let me ask you this. What do you consider being celibate? Because people have different uh, definitions. Okay, so I think it's not having sex at all. At all. With any person. And honestly, I would even say, (laughs) and you might not agree with this, but I would even say not even having sex with yourself. Not even masturbating or watching porn like just staying away from anything sexual altogether that's what i would consider celibate that's what i've heard a myriad of times but uh, i think that's where abstinence oh yeah so let's look that up right now let's find out the difference to the googles (laughs) (laughs) that's actually something that we uh do on the show a lot when we fact check ourselves. I can't spell. Is celibacy with a C or a, or? A yeah, it's with a C. C E L B A celibate. Okay. Let's see what that is. Okay, so it's a noun, and it is <laughs> <laughs> the state of abstaining from marriage and sexual relations. Uh, so abstain is in there too. Um, so let's look up abstinence. A A B C. Okay. Why didn't I get the definition for this one? Oh, because it's A B. A B S T I N E N C E, right? Ab abstinence. The practice of abstaining. How the fuck are they going to have the same word, basically, in the definition? Well, okay, so so Google this. Difference between abstinence and celibacy. All right. Abstinence versus celibacy. Okay, to some extent... Sexual abstinence and celibacy are words that are used interchangeably since their meanings are very much the same in modern day society. Sexual 
abstinence, you know what I'm saying, has always referred to choosing to refrain from sex, whereas celibacy refers to someone living a single life who was unmarried. Oh, okay. So according to Google and the dictionary, Mir the Merriam-Webster dictionary, celibacy is really when you uh, remain single. Okay, that makes sense. So, so abstinence is not fucking. Celibacy is not fucking and, and dating. Uh-huh. So we'll look up abstinence and masturbation. Yeah, I'm curious about that now. Let's see. Hopefully autocrate works. Nope. Because, like, 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 when I do the celibacy thing, which, you know, I go in spurts, too. Like, the longest mm -hmm. I lasted was eight months back in the year of 2007. <laughs> and I remember that. I remember what kept me from, from having sex or dating for eight months is I just stayed inside and just watched movie after movie after movie and didn't go out, didn't go anywhere. And social media really wasn't a big thing back then at all. Right, right. Like, like I didn't have MySpace, MySpace top five. Until, like, well, like, yeah, right. I didn't have MySpace until she maybe 2008. So in 2007, I was actually safe from from all of that. It was easier. It was so much easier to be celibate back then because you mm -hmm. didn't have all this temptation from you know Instagram, Facebook, or or any of that. You know. And Online porn was terrible then because it took so long to buffer. <laughs> Internet was terrible back then. Yeah, yeah. But now, whew, two seconds, and, and I'm and I'm right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, okay, so uh, this says this is on a forum, and someone asked that same question. And so far. Everyone has agreed to my stance. And this one person put, um, I do not believe that masturbation is violating abstinence. As a female, we do get urges and we keep thinking about sex. Masturbation, I masturbate so the urge will go away. But some will disagree. And that's how I feel too. Because to me, and then, because uh, this is interesting too. Because uh, I think that maybe you and I had different goals in our celibacy slash abstinence. For me, it was about me being in control of my dick and not my dick being in control. When I first became celibate, I probably jacked off eight times a day. Because <laughs> the urge was that strong. I averaged four. But, uh, so so, so I, I was doubled. Um, but as did time you, went did you on, have to watch, did you have to watch porn too? Like when you, when yeah. you masturbate? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, uh, my, um, imagination isn't that vivid to where I can jack off without porn. If I jack off, I, it ha porn, porn has to be involved. Right. Um, so, but as time went on, when, when I was able to kind of wean off like a person would any drug, Cause, cause I think that I've spoken about this on the main show, and, and I know I, I've told you I'm fairly certain that I'm a sex ad, addict, and with any type of addiction, you're basically always in recovery. 
So when you first start to uh, abstain from doing something, the urge is going to be very great. So like, yeah, I was jacking off probably eight times eight times a day, which people will think is obsessive. But don't judge. Well, you can judge me if you want to, but that's just how I was. I'm, I, I mean, like you as in like the audience. Yeah. But you have to remember, like when I was with uh, Quick Hands of the Pillow, um, I probably saw her four nights a week, and we fucked at least five times a night. So Damn. I was going a lot, yeah, at least five times a night. So like we would fuck my three times, and then like as we're sleeping, I would get hard, so I would tap on her shoulder, and then I would say, "Hey, can I get it?" And then she would not, and then I would fuck her again real quick, and then that that probably happened. Yeah, the the, the average. The average uh, night was like this. I would go over, we would fuck three times, we would go to sleep, I would fuck her two more times as we were sleeping, then in the one, one or two, and then and in the morning time before I left, I would fuck her again. That was four nights a week. Damn. So, I, I was at a pretty normal kick of getting it quite often. So, I had to kind of wean off nutting. So... At first, it was about eight times a day. Then, it, then it went down to none. Like probably in month four, I was at none. Damn! It, it, it's probably the first time in a long time that I can go an entire day without getting none. Wow. So, so, uh-huh. so you did this? Okay, so you did the celibacy thing for about a year, correct? Yep. Yep. What the fuck happened? <laughs> oh, what do you mean? What what happened? Um, what happened after that year? Um, when I got back in the game, uh, it was actually pretty slow during the beginning. Uh, it took me uh, until about February to actually get a date that I liked, and then I fucked her. I'll tell you that story uh, as a sidebar, because that's a pretty crazy story that I won't talk about on the show. Then I fucked another girl that same week. So from, like, February to about April, May, I was back in the, in the streets hard. But the difference was, though, I was making better choices. I wasn't... I felt like I was back in control. And I wasn't as as much of a savage as I was back in 2016. But that's when I met, but then around April, May, that's when I met Big Head, who, and this and this is a testament to to my growth, but to this day, I never fucked Big Head. Yeah, I know. And and that's what's eating you up about it too, right? Kind of. Mm-hmm. And 2015, Evan, that would have been a no-no. If I like you, I got to fuck the first date. If I really like you, I'll give you three. If three times if I don't fuck you, I'm giving up. Because we're adults. Well, and it's crazy because Big Head was the only girl I ever actually got to meet. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. But that whole thing with her was freaking crazy anyway. Like, I remember... Yeah, first <laughs> I remember when you went to her place for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, you were like, I can't go there. I zoomed in on her place, and it's a trailer park, <laughs> or something like that. When no, you oh, that's exactly right. Trailer park. <laughs> because essentially, um, you and my little sister had to talk you down from the ledge. Because if you remember, I was gonna, I was gonna ghost her right then. 
Right, I know, and I talked you out of it. You talked me down from the ledge. You yeah. and my little sister. Um, yeah, because I was definitely about to dead that whole shit then. And then the, the ironic part is that's when things started going downhill with her anyway. I feel like that weekend, because I felt like because she, she had two kids, and the kids liked me so much because of her her uh, checkered... Uh, no, checkered is not the right term for her. Because of her uh, issues from the past, I think that that scared her, and that's why things started going downhill there. But, um... Oh, uh, something funny about that. Uh, so, as you remember, she and I went to uh, an R. Kelly concert. Yep. Last August, right? Yep. And, um, so I saw this article about R. Kelly. So I sent it to her. I, just to send it to her. I didn't want a whole fucking conversation out of it. I, just, I censored the shit. And then, and then she texted me back immediately. And then I was in class, so I didn't text her back. Then the next day, she texted me this other article about it and then I was like okay I shouldn't have even done this because I will admit as you know I, I would say that one took me a little bit of time to get over yeah um, yeah but I think it all had to do with that you didn't get to have sex with her you know I, I know you said I you two had a lot in common and, and she understood your humor and stuff but come on in the back of your mind you really wanted to bone her, though. Uh, that's a hot take. So are you implying that it might just be uh, post-nut clarity? Like, after I did nut, <laughs> I'd just be like, what the fuck am I doing here? Uh, pre-nut clarity. <laughs> no, 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 because it's not pre-nut clarity because I still want to fuck her. But I still, in the back of my head, have these thoughts like, okay, um, maybe this could have worked out. But I think, well... What you've got me thinking about is like maybe if after I fucked her, I'd be like, "What the fuck? I got it." Yeah, I think here. yeah, you you would have yeah, that's what I definitely believe that. I think you would have gotten tired of her like after fucking that's her. I guess we'll never know. But um, so then, uh, like that third day, I text her back something like, "That's a fact, ha ha ha," and then she texts me back a day later, and then I was like, "Not quite." And then, as you know, like, she, she was, she's probably the worst texter I've ever seen in, in regards to, like, gaps in between. So, I, I got a, a bit perturbed that she had the audacity to text me a day later, being sarcastic when she's the worst texter in the world. Right. And we kept talking small talk, and you know how she hates small talk, so you can remember that whole, yep. that whole fiasco. Um, but she texts me all the small talk. I, I'm giving a short answer because I don't really want to converse with her. And then I think that she was trying to be funny. And I think that this kind of outlines some of what her issue was, which kind of gets back to what, uh, what we were talking about. So she, she's, she's asked about my mom and shit, you know, my mom's issues. And then I'm asked about the kids and shit. This is going through the motions. And then she asked how you were when I, I, I felt like that was her kind of, trying to be funny <laughs> I, I, I think she's trying to imply something by, by asking that yeah but you need to mention that bar thing though too when we were at the bar and she was like so that's your best friend mm -hmm. <laughs> I forgot about that I forgot yeah oh I can you forget about that. about that that was the funniest I don't know. Oh, yeah. ever oh, yeah 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 
because people have a hard time understanding how two attractive people can just be friends. Okay, plot twist, though, plot twist here, plot twist. Mm -hmm. What if I was the reason you two didn't work out? I mean, because everything was going great up until shortly after that, you know? That's very possible, because... uh, Cause who knows what her friends were saying in her ear, like, oh, so, so you're you're just whole distance away, and then like this little friend of his, wink, wink, this is only uh, a lot closer, and like he always talking about, he's always friends, he's always uh, going yep. with her, yeah, that's very possible. <laughs> Sorry that I ruined your your I relationship. Mean, that's not your fault. I told her from jump that I have a female best friend, and then that's why. I, I made an effort to make sure that you guys met so that way you're, she'll see exactly who you are and that there's no type of uh, issues involved. But yeah, I, I almost guarantee that that was, that may not have been all of it, but it, that was probably some of it. But for any women out there, so you know, uh, so you and I really have over t- uh, a beggar's dozen on most years of friendship. If it comes down to me, I mean, to picking any woman and you, it's, it's probably going to be you. That's why you have to mention me at the beginning every time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was some funny stuff. Yeah, but I, I guarantee you that she was trying to be funny when she said that, because we were talking about family and shit. And so, so then I, I said, she's fine. <laughs> you should have been like, she's she's here right now. You want to talk to her? <laughs> um, uh, well... To that point, what I did do uh, when we were uh, talking, this had to be back in, because, like, we'll have these random tech spurts for, like, a day or two, and then, like, this dies down, but um, when she was visiting her mom in, like, Birch Run, or some shit, um, we were trying to, like, to meet up, and then that fell through, and then around Greek Fest time, I was like, hey... We should go to Greek Fest because that's the time that that I met her. Hung out, yeah. Yep. And it's like, okay, yeah, cool. Uh, that might work. And then, like next time I spoke, I spoke to her. Now we, uh, between me and you in the audience, we hadn't spoke about this, but I figured if I if, if I went, you would probably go. So yeah, I'm like yeah. So me and you're probably going. And then she was like, oh, I think I'm going to be busy. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i did not know that wow yeah. that's crazy that's crazy well so, so guess, that's nuts yeah. well let's get back into the the, the celibacy conversation yeah. so, so why do you think that masturbating isn't part of uh i mean you, you can't masturbate if you're celibate well because i feel like okay personally when after I masturbate, like, I am already targeting another guy. Because I already know in my mind, wow, this will be even better if I can do it with an actual person. So it actually uh, makes it worse for me. Every time. Like, like sometimes I'll go home on lunch and do it, you know, and then head back to work. And then I'm already, like, looking for my next target. Mm. it's not good for me at all if when i'm celibate i have to seriously stay away from porn i have to stay clear from even thinking about sex or watching anything to do with with sex or listening to anything about sex you know that's just how i am 
you you might be the complete opposite. Yeah, I would say that I am. So I guess a follow up question would be: So when you do uh, become celibate, what are your reasons for doing so? Yeah, for me, it's always oh, I just want to be a better person, and I just want to feel better about myself, and love myself enough to wait for the right guy, blah, blah, blah. Okay. That sort of thing. But every time I do the celibacy thing, it's like, I can, I can, like the last time I lasted for three months. Okay. Mm -hmm. And right now I'm going on, gee, I don't know, maybe like, I think I'm going on like a month now or a month and a half. I think like a month, but Immediately after that, as soon as I find another target, I am right back in the game, and it's ten times worse. So, I think celibacy makes things worse for me. Okay? Hmm. <laughs> I really do. Um, would you say that your celibacy is targeted right after a breakup? Um... Hmm, that's a very good question. Yeah, I feel like something major has to happen for me to even think about doing that. Or I have to be so extremely busy, you know, say with school, for example, where I have to stay completely focused on something, you know. But then Uh there was also a time where I just wanted to get myself together emotionally and physically so I could be even hotter and better when I go back out there. (laughs) Like, those are are the main reasons for me. I mean, what are are things for you? Yeah, um, completely different. So um, to me, uh, well, for me, rather... It's, it's so that I have better control and that I, I just don't fuck anything. So it's me building back up my strength because, like, the, the more that I fuck, like, the, like, the lower my standards get to where I'm just trying to fuck so, so I can get a nut from pussy. Um, as opposed to, like, just jacking off. But to me, I I jack off when I'm celibate so so that urge dies because with me, it's an urge. So if I, if I don't bust a nut, the urge is just going to be there. So, so, and then I can't focus. And then I think that this may be how men, men and women are different. Not all women. I can't speak universally, but I can't focus if, if I need a nut, I just can't like, um, I I get like ADD. So I have to nut to get a focus to focus. That's why typically I, I do it one time in the morning and once at night so I can focus and, and, and not be frustrated in my day. So that's why when I'm celibate, the main thing to me is 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 like breaking contact with the women and and not being controlled by their pussies. Because also <laughs> you were saying that um, when you masturbate, you want more and like want real sex. Me masturbating stops 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 me from wanting real sex. Cause uh. Jacking off is so much more efficient than fucking. Because if, if, if I'm fucking, I, I, I got to worry about the girl coming. And then my and my normal rule of thumb is for every two times a day bust, I, I should bust. Like, but the, the, the girl should get her two first. So, uh-huh. and, and that's a lot of pressure. Because I like being known as a top five of any girl that I fuck. Besides 
besides when what I've been doing this year, giving lazy dick, which we'll talk <laughs> about in a minute. But so I have to get that urge away. So that's why I, it, it it's actually better for me if I jack off while while I'm celibate. But to that point, I'll probably never be I'll probably never be a celibate again because that year that I went the, the year that I was celibate. I gained back to control, and then now I do do some fucked up shit, but not as bad as it was then, but unless I'm cognizant of it, and I know exactly what I'm doing, and I don't do it as much of, as risky shit that I was doing back then. See, with me, like, so I don't just sleep with whoever, you know? I mean, I literally have targets picked out, and it's all like a fun game to me it's almost like hunting and it's so crazy because i will never make the first move but i will i will kind of throw a glance out there or or something you know like i won't just go up to a guy and say like hey um do you want to go out sometime get to know each other blah 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 no my move is way more discreet it's a look and and it goes from there. So I literally have targets picked out. And I've hit every single one of those targets. <laughs> no, really. Um, it's it's no, a hunt and capture game. And once that prey is captured, I'm done. I'm pretty much done unless there's there's more they can offer than just that, which the last one, the emotional terrorist told me everything I wanted to hear. Literally everything that I wanted to hear. He liked all the things I liked. I mean, I don't think I mentioned this on the last show, but let me name two perfect examples that are hilarious. And if I did mention it on the on the last podcast, then just stop me, okay? But um so one day he was like, What do you what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just listening to some music and like I like to listen to a lot of classical music while I'm working because it helps classical me like like Mozart, okay, Mozart, yeah, yeah. Beethoven. Me too. Me too. Re- really? Uh-huh. See, I didn't I didn't even know that about you. That's funny. Um, so just to stay focused, you know. Exactly. So, like it, um, it drowns out the background noise, but it's not so. But it also isn't distracting to where you can't focus. On like what you're doing. Exactly. And there's no words involved, so you're not listening to any lyrics. So exactly. it's, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so it's perfect. So I told him that. And then after that, when he would pick me up and we would drive around, guess what he had playing in the background? Corny ass motherfucker has Mozart <laughs> playing. That's corny. Yeah, he, had like, he had like piano music playing in the background and stuff. And he wasn't listening to that, that stuff before because we had talked about music before and he's like, Oh, I listen to like crazy hair bands and stuff, you know? Cause remember he was older and then all of a sudden he switched it up to that. And then there's another funny story where we would talk about dreams a lot and text each other in the middle of the night. You know, I'd be like, yeah, I just dreamt this. Anyway, one of my dreams involved that I met my soulmate and I knew it was my soulmate in my dream. And that he was wearing a white button-up shirt, but I couldn't see his face. So I had shared this with the emotional terrorist. 
So the next day, he shows up at work with a white button-up shirt. Man, that's... Dude, why mean, are your dudes so fucking corny? Isn't that that's so fucking crazy? I was like, oh, you, you have a white shirt, like the guy in my dream. He's like, yeah. Oh, do I? I? What a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, what a coincidence. I had never... In, in the two years I've known him, I had never seen him in a white shirt. It was always a blue shirt or a green shirt or a yellow shirt. It was never a white shirt, ever. This motherfucker immediately went to Walmart, found a George <laughs> Fran right. white button-up shirt. Right. <laughs> Ironed it. It's the craziest thing. Like, oh my gosh. Uh, That's just fucking corny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I was listening to Mozart's 13th Symphony the other day. And you're <laughs> like, oh, I just put it on a Mozart a radio station on, on Pandora. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> me too. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, violins and shit. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, so here, here's some good advice. Here's some good advice to, to people that are listening. Don't give yourself away, <laughs> like, at the beginning. Actually get to know Absolutely. the person for, for who they are. Don't go with someone that agrees to everything that you say, you yeah. know, and do. Because I know damn well he was not listening to the stuff before. Right. Don't try to find someone who is like you. Find someone who's compatible with you. Because I found out a long time ago, I don't want to date someone who's a female version of me. I want to find someone who's compatible with me. But I don't want to date me like... As people who, who listen to the main show know, I'm a comic book nerd, right? But I don't want to date. I don't think I want to date the comic book nerd. Right, right. Comic book nerds are weird. I'm like the only normal one I know, besides maybe uh, Brian, like one of the uh, other uh, hosts. Because uh, for a while, I was texting this girl who was kind of hot, who, who was like an anime nerd, and she was weird. Like, yeah. Weird as fuck. <laughs> so I don't, and then I also read a lot. I, I don't think that I would like dating a girl who. who who's an avid reader who reads as much as I do. Right. Like people who read a lot are also kind of weird, but <laughs> a girl that I date seriously would have to accept all of my nerd shit, but I don't think that she has to be on that same nerd shit. Right. Yeah, I know. I've always said I don't want to date someone that's exactly like me because that gets boring too, you know? boring as fuck. Yeah, I know. Well, I always thought, because I think you and I have a lot in common. Not everything, mm -hmm. but we have a lot in common. I always thought that if I were if I were a man, I'd probably be somewhat like you. And maybe yeah, that's nice. why you and I never dated, because we are too much alike. Exactly. Yep. I totally and agree. We, we'd be playing this, the same game against each other. Like... It would probably turn into some sort of competition, you know. Uh huh. It probably now, would. To that point, because I think that we've kind of uh, exhausted uh, most of the talk about celibacy, but we, we can segue into this because um, what you what you just said is very interesting. Do you think that you still play games, quote unquote, with people people you're actually interested in dating, or just with people like you're just trying to fuck? Honestly, I think I am so far into this game shit that I don't know how not to play. Like, I don't even know. I would literally need someone to call me out on it 
and not fall for it. That's what I, I honestly think that's what I'm waiting for. And that's exactly what I need for someone to say what you're doing. You know, you're you're full of shit and I'm not falling for it. And yeah, I think that's what I need. Is that hmm. weird? Um, It's a little weird to me, but I think it's normal. Because well, I, I, think... I know what I'm doing. Like, I know mm-hmm. exactly what I'm doing. I know all of my moves. I know that, and I know that every single person has fallen for it. Every single person. Right. I mean, like, like the last guy, not, not, not the emotional terrorist, but someone that has been trying, like, after that. I've literally, uh-huh. like, he's been trying to hang out with me. I've literally said, I'm busy every single weekend for the next few months. I mean, how much more clear can I get? But when I want to hang out, I'll throw something out there. But when he wants to hang out, you know, I'll make myself busy. It's like, how clear is that, that I have, that I'm a very selfish person? You know, call me out on it and say, no, you're not, you're not busy. You just don't want to hang out. Why don't you want to hang out? Then I can actually give my reasons and, and work through that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's definitely playing games and that seems exhausting. Yeah, it's, it's exhausting. It really is. Because, um, it's getting boring to be honest. It's, it's getting pretty boring. I mean, I I think that I've shared this with you, and I think that part of why you do that and part of why women do that, like women do a lot of, and then I consider myself a feminist, so I don't want to generalize women, but I feel like there are a certain segment of of the female population that speaks a lot of subtext, and subtext gets the fuck on my nerves. Uh, like a girl, like like a girl. I know just my can't say. I know my worth. <laughs> I know my worth. I'm a good woman. <laughs> uh, like a girl, can't, a girl, a woman just, just can say, "Hey, I want to fuck." Because if a girl says that, she'll feel like the guy would think think that she's a hoe or some shit. Yeah. But I, but I don't want to feel like I'm a rapist. <laughs> because uh, with all this rape culture shit going on, and there's a lot of times where you basically have to act like you're kind of taking the pussy to even get it, or or they'll say no, and then no doesn't actually mean no, and that's why it gets complicated, and that's why uh, crazy shit happens. So I, I hate the subtext. Yeah. And the subtext is so fucking annoying. I've only dated a few girls, and it's it's not it's not ever the first time to where. It, to where, uh, like, I'll text, like, hey, so what you want to do tonight? So, well, hopefully we fuck. And I, I appreciate that. Those girls get so much further with me because I don't like to guess. Because if I have to guess because I'm so cognizant of not being a predator, I'm just going to say fuck it and fuck somebody else. <laughs> so so are you are you completely done with the celibacy thing or are you going to go back to it? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'll ever be celibate again because I don't feel like I'm not in control anymore. Okay. Yeah, because uh, that's... Now, I did just remember, though, that that was actually the second time that I became celibate. But they were, they were for different reasons. This time was more of a sex thing. The first time was my first year in college, which was a very pivotal year, because I was going strong from 12th grade to my freshman year in college. But um, I had two crazy girlfriends in a row with this had 
fucking terrible, long, elongated breakups that just were exhausting. So I took a year off. And um, that year was a terrible year because I felt like I lost all of the momentum that I was carrying over from high school. And um, it took me a long... And I, I would say that I, I didn't fully get back that that momentum till I was like 25. Like, but for 25 now, I've been doing pretty consistent. But yeah, but after that year being celibate, it took me a long time to get my whole swag back. Yeah. Untouchable swag. Untouchable swag. Even though, even though I caught, we, we caught me that then, I, I don't think I had it yet. I think te- things changed for me when I started dating a girl. Uh, do you remember the girl from Mount Pleasant? Yep, I do. That's when things changed. From then on, I've had a pretty good track record because I went right from here and overlapped to uh, Jenna. Then after Jenna, I, I was in these streets heavy, heavy. I probably had like 20 that next summer. Then I had uh, the girl who lived up, upstate who I hated, um, the Amazon. Uh, <laughs> she was six foot and I'm six two. So she, she was a fucking Amazon. <laughs> she was tall as fuck. Yeah. Then... Was there anyone in between her and uh, Big Head? That was... Oh, then uh, Quick Hands in the Pillow. But in between Quick Hands in the Pillow and her, I, there was a lot. Yeah, so um, from age 25 on, I've been pretty consistent. And I think that most of the, of the girls I really like are, although you always find the flaws in them, most of them are, are pretty attractive. I would say that none of the women that I dated were under eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree with you there. I can just always find something, you know, <laughs> just something wrong. But that doesn't make them any less than than an eight. So I don't know. I think I'm gonna take a take a break though from from guys for a while and just you know, because school's about to start back up and right. I won't be bored. And I really think I really honestly believe too. That it has a lot to do with boredom, just being bored, you know, like this, the spring, summer, no classes, you know, I know once I start back up with school, I'll be so busy with that, that I'm not going to have time to go out and play. So, right. you know, and it is very difficult trying to balance school, uh, having personal life, getting this podcast back on track, family shit. Uh, work and then um bitches it's very difficult to to balance all that because like the uh the myriad of women i'm 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 seeing right now uh a lot of the times when, when we're supposed to hang out or fuck or whatever i just fall asleep because i'm so fucking tired because right. it, it really it, it really isn't a priority for me and that's that's a good thing though you know mm-hmm. that it's really not a priority for both you and i right you know, it's just fun on the side. It's like playing a board game or whatever, you know, a video. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Yeah. If, if that was our priority, I mean, we probably already sound pretty fucked up to, to some of the listeners. But you hey. especially with your, uh, it's all a game as I'm a hunter. It's not a little like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but hey, that's hunting season for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right. That's just how it is, but it's not a priority. Mm-hmm. So I think throughout these years, 
we have grown up somewhat, you know? Right, yeah. And I totally agree. maybe, who knows, maybe 10 years from now, we're gonna we're gonna have another podcast going and we'll talk about how things have changed after after all those years and maybe by then we'll be different we'll be different you know we were different people 10 years ago every 10 years you change anyway or seven years or something like that yeah something like that I mean but I guess this is like a good way to end it then um in regards to love, sex, and dating, what is your ultimate goal? Because I think that our ultimate goals are different. All right. Like, sex and dating. Okay. Um, start dating someone. Fall in love. Then have sex with them. That's my ultimate goal. Oh, why that order? Why that order? Well, because you, mm-hmm. you have to date someone to get to know that person and then you gradually fall in love with that person. And then when you're in love, I think that's when you should have sex with that person. That's my goal. Why, though? But I mean, I would, cons- I would say that fucking somebody is getting to know. It has never worked out for me that way because every time it started off with sex, that's what it was based on. That is exactly what it was based on. <laughs> I mean, but isn't every relationship based off sex? No. <laughs> no. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. When when do people start cheating? When it, when they don't fuck enough. Right? Yeah, yeah, but but in my mind, people aren't in love with each other then if they're cheating. See, <laughs> I don't really believe that there's even a thing called love when it comes to two people like that. You can love your family members, but uh, when it comes to like a, a mate, I don't think that, that love fucking exists. Because how many happily married people do you actually know who are truly quote unquote happy? Yeah, no, I, I really can't say. I really don't know. I can't even think of, of anyone. I can't. I can think of maybe one, but I don't know from one party's perspective. I don't know what the other person thinks. So you think that you have to have sex in order to keep the other person from cheating? Not in so many words. I think that a relationship is based off of sex. The compa- the compatibility that you have is based off of physical attractiveness because that's why when, when when people gain weight or they become ugly or they start aging or they, or, or they uh or they um things like that that's when it starts going awry a relationship to me unfortunately is built off physical attraction lust and then compatibility in that order because i've yeah. never seen anyone really cheat because oh i didn't feel needed no it may it, that really means we stop fucking. Okay, so what what order what order would you say it should be in then? With with love, sex, and dating, what order? See, I mean, because I don't foresee myself ever getting married because I think that I see marriage for what it really is. Marriage is a form of of conformity. 
because people feel like they should get married because because America is a Christian country and, and, and Christianity Christianity is kind of based off the concept of being married only giving yourself to one person and which is it's in the Bible so it's true but I think that marriage is the ultimate test of Christianity because if because nothing in the world is as difficult. And staying with one person for the rest of your life that you're probably going to grow to resent and hate. So that's, and I think that's why God puts such a focus on marriage because that's the most difficult test of a true Christian. So if a person isn't trying to be a true Christian, why in the fuck would you even consider getting married? That's like trying to fucking recycle in 2018. We are not going to save the earth. We fucked the earth up too much. If I don't, if I pick up my plastic bag and put it in the plastic recycling bin, that's not going to save the fucking landfills. It's over. Wow, that's deep. That's really deep. I think about it, though. Yeah, no, I, I am thinking about it right now, and I'm thinking, damn, I probably will never get married. But who cares, though? I mean, it, and then we put all this value on marriage. Why? Yeah, you're right. Marriage doesn't make any sense to me. I'm a guy, everything I do is based off logic and strategy. What logic is there for being married? Yeah, no, there isn't. There isn't any. There's none, unless you're living a true Christian lifestyle. Right. Otherwise, there's no logical explanation. So you got two people's debt coming together. You got two people <laughs> living in a, a communal home, sleeping in the same bed to where they're going to be uncomfortable all the time anyway. <laughs> Sharing a fucking bathroom with motherfuckers all the time. <laughs> Who's taking out the trash? Who's cooking meals? This person spends more and this person saves. It, it doesn't make any sense to do that. I, I can see myself long-term dating someone, but actually being married and living in, in a communal home? For what? I don't want to share my bed every fucking night. Wait, 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 wait. So, so if you ever get into a relationship, are you saying that you're not going to live together? Why? Are you, is that, so you would be like the perfect person to get a duplex so she can live in one half and you live in the other. still too close. (laughs) I think the part of the reason why I don't mind dating women who live far away from me because I ain't got to see them that much. Yeah, that makes sense. Because if, if I saw someone every... There's no one on this earth, including you being my best friend, that I want to see every fucking day. There's nobody on this earth that I want to see every day. Right. Besides myself. I love seeing myself. <laughs> but there's no one else on this earth I want to see. I don't want to come home to the same person every day. For what? That would drive me insane. <laughs> I need time away. Uh, you should... You should move to Utah and be a polygamist, though. Because then you could have, like, if you ever did want to get married, you could have multiple wives. Multiple. Now, here's where I start to um, contradict myself. I think that a woman has no respect for herself to allow that to happen. I believe in commitment. I don't believe in marriage. Fair enough. Fair enough. So so you're saying right now you are never going to get married? Yes. And me getting married would be me conforming and giving up on life. And I think that <laughs> that's why they call it settling down because you're going to settle for less. All right. So, 
So Sunday, July 29th, 2018, <laughs> 9.05 p.m., Evan yeah. said he is never getting married. And if he ever does get married, something is seriously wrong and we have to save Yeah, I've given up on life. I'm settling. I'm just going to settle for less. <laughs> I'm settling for less. I'm going to settle down. The, the the whole phrase sound it sounds crazy, but I mean, so this is, is a topic that that we can kind of pick up on next time, or 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 something that we can talk about every episode. Because like now, I've got you thinking about it, and no one can really tell me why they got married. They just well, I figured it was about time. What what does that even mean? It was about time. About time for what? <laughs> yeah, let's definitely discuss this further some other time. Um, before I let you go, uh. I guess this could be like a teaser for like the audience. Uh, what do you What do you think that we should talk about next time? What do I think we should talk about next time? Huh. Well, I like this whole your whole thought process on marriage, I and on love, and I think we should talk more on love, sex, dating, marriage, commitment, all that, and just dig deeper into why people decide to even, you know, start dating each other. Like, or, or even talk about attraction, like what attracts people towards each other and, and what attracts us to, to other people, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, talk more on that. Yeah, because we were talking before, and I think we agreed that uh, kind of like the outline for the show is going to be one topic about you, the first episode, one topic about an uh, issue of mine, this episode, then like something that we just like an uh, overall topic that we unpack uh, uh, like a bit more. Yeah, so I, I think that that would be like a good topic for like the next episode. Okay, cool. And that gives you time like like to think about it and process it. I'm going to do some research and, and probably ask some of my married friends. Actually, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to others and get other people's opinions and, and why they got married, what their reasons were, and, and I'm going to share that. And maybe you can go that's out dope. and do the same, talk to talk yeah. to your friends. or. I mean, I'm also, honestly, you and I are the only single people I know. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that you and I are probably the happiest people that I know, too. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. I'm, <laughs> yeah, pretty, happy. I'm pretty fucking happy. Yeah. Cool. Um, also, another theory is a person's second marriage is probably going to last, but that first marriage is not going to fucking last. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to agree with that. The people that I know who are happily married, it's their second marriage. Right. Right. Unless, unless they marry, unless they remarry the first person, which happened to my aunt and uncle, and now they're getting divorced again <laughs> for the same reasons. It's yep. the same thing. Yep. All right. Cool. Well, that sounds good. All right. So, yep. So, uh, and then we'll probably be back. I'm thinking we'll do uh, a monthly show with all the other shows on the network. Yeah. So. This one is probably going to take a, a couple weeks to come out because I have like four or five in a can. Um, so this is probably come out late August, early September. But that gives us enough time to do all the research, record, think, put the next one out in October. All right. 
Sounds good. All right. All right. I will talk to you soon. Awesome sauce. All right. Peace out, bitches. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Bye. Hello? Yo. Hey, I don't see you. Yeah, um, it doesn't have to be video. Oh, how do I do it without video? I, I don't know how you did it with video. Um. Do you see me? Yeah. Okay, so check out my new eyebrows. Those are very sharp. You like them? Uh-huh. No? Yeah, I do, I do. I got them uh, microbladed yesterday. See? So, like, what does that mean, a microblade? Well, they take uh, three small blades and they put slits in there. And then they put ink in there. So it's not like... It's not like tattooing. It's... It's like... Well, it's like tattooing strokes of hair. It's like 3D. <laughs> See? Look, that looks real, doesn't it? Yeah, but it, that, that's not real? Nope. Isn't that crazy? Like, some of the crazy. hairs are obviously real because, you know, I did have eyebrows, but I didn't have, like, mine were really thin. Mine were not this long. Mine did not okay. go out to here. Is that not? Yeah, um, when you got closer, I, I could see the difference. That's crazy, though. Right? <laughs> September. Um, All right, so I think if I hit this button right here, it will turn off the video. Let's see. It's still on video, or can you see me now? Oh, that just turned the video on. Maybe I have to turn off the video. Could be. Oh, no, but I called you though. 
Yeah, but I answered, I answered the video button. Were there two buttons? Yeah. Oh, that's probably why it is. Oh, oh, now I got a thumbs up. <laughs> that was me. All right, wait, wait, I think I got it. There we go. All right. Cool. Yeah, because I, I, I don't have pants on. <laughs> I don't either. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, this is this is good. This is good. I didn't know you could do just this on Skype, I guess. But now there's, like, crunching sounds in the background. Yeah, it's because I just moved my phone. Oh. We're good yeah, now, right? Yep, perfect. And can, and, uh, can you hear me fine? Yeah, perfect. Can you hear me? Yep, and I got my little pop-up that says that it's recording, because essentially um, I have this program on my computer called uh, Skype Recorder, so it obviously records Skype calls. So um, I can use that, put it into the program that I used, um, that we used last time, and that's how we'll put it out. Perfect. Okay, cool. All right, so I'm not going to start things out by saying, hey, what's new? Even though that's how you start off our conversations via text. Yeah, but this is a show, so it's going to be different. Yeah. Okay. I, I honestly hate that. I mean, because I mean, there's not much that I can talk about. Oh, well, uh, I went to the store and I bought some melons, and then the guy who sold me the melons said, hey... You bought a melon. Yeah, but but what kind of melons did you buy, though? No one gives a fuck. I mean, that didn't actually happen either. But it, it, this is this is type of weird fucking conversations that people have on shows like that that always just irritate the fuck out of me. I prefer just, like, starting with the topic. Like, it, if there's tangents, that's fine and shit. Okay. Okay, all right. So, I'm, so, so we're going to be quiet for, like, couple of seconds because then i can see like what's called a waveform a waveform is like the uh, voice box it shows it uh visually right so then when it flatlines that that's why i know that that that's the place i can cut everything out and start with the actual recording okay Does that make sense yep okay